Hello, welcome to Running Out of Time, The Fight with Cancer. I'm your host, Rob Hoffman. Thank you for listening today. Episode 5, The Dark Side. First, I'd like to start with a disclaimer. Uh, These next episodes are going to be a little noisy due to the fact that it's 95 degrees outside. Uh, So we've got the AC running. So, hmm, uh, thinking global warming might be a real thing. I don't know, just a hunch. But anyway, I'd like to uh, take this moment to thank all the listeners. We reached over 104 listeners. I think that's fantastic, especially considering that we just started this podcast. So thank you very much for tuning in. And for those that are paid listeners, uh, I'd like to say, holy crap, wow, thank you very much. That is much appreciated. That'll help uh, me to be able to continue content and potentially come up with some new dynamic stuff for future episodes and and all that. So much appreciated there, too. So I'm going to get into a subject that's pretty difficult. Um, This might be a hard um, episode uh, for some people, but this is getting into the dark side of cancer. Uh, A big thing coming into this and wanting to talk about this is because if you haven't noticed, I'm about a week and a half to almost two weeks off of new episodes. Um, There's times in the whole process and this is with or without cancer um this is talking about depression and dark thoughts and all of that um across across all spectrums essentially it it's a regular thing which is the reason that i want to talk about it because it shouldn't be stigmatized um you know this is stuff that people should feel open discussing because it happens And at some time or another, everybody has these thoughts. You can lie all you want, but the fact remains that people have thoughts. And we're a little jumpy in some cases on just thoughts. Um, What comes to mind is I had an appointment yesterday with the VA uh, with mental health, and I'll discuss it freely. I'm going in and requested... uh, a referral essentially because I'm having some issues dealing with some aspects. And so I find myself, um, you know, my temper boiling over sometimes the fact that I want to break or throw stuff. I think about it, but I don't do it, which is another reason to be proactive and go in and see counseling services for a while there. Um, I was using, um, better help, which is an uh, application and then you know you remote with a a therapist or a counselor and that was fantastic but the price tag that comes along with that is ridiculous and the fact that state insurance doesn't cover that kind of started getting too much um so you know go back to the va you know because i figured better use those benefits so anyway i'm sorry i digress I walk into the VA uh, yesterday to talk for the initial intake and get this bubbly gal that's not a veteran, um, which, you know, 
you go back for back and forth on that with with the VA. I mean, there's some great practitioners out there that haven't been veterans. Me personally, I think being a veteran in the mental health sector specifically is a huge plus, and I wish that there were a lot more veteran practitioners because they've been through the military. They know a lot of the ins and the outs, um, and it just seems that the people that have had, the few people that I've had in the past 20-something years that were veterans were better practitioners in my opinion um so anyway um i'm talking to this new gal and she reads off the right act of have you thought about this have you thought about that i'm required to notify these these people if you've thought this and i'm required to notify this these people if you thought that and i know it's walking a fine line because you know um things that have been well, actually, no. I, you know, I'm going to take a step back on that. Um, you know, if you're thinking about hurting others or hurting yourself, there's a referral off process, right? And they have to contact so-and-so. And if they think you've committed a crime, then they contact the police. Um, you know, and so there's there's very, there's very several caveats to what you're telling them. Now, you know, did any of this apply um, yesterday? No. Um, fortunately it did not. Um, but I've gotten to a point where, you know, I've had thoughts where if I don't wake up tomorrow, I don't know that I'm going to be that broken up about it just for the simple fact that I'm in such a major amount of pain, um, and everything else that's going on health wise. Um, so answering these questions in, in my own perception, was pretty tricky uh you know with the VA which you know actually didn't help me a whole lot because um I ended up getting referred over to uh the emergency room because they were worried about some neurological stuff based off of uh what I told them so that was a whole interesting thing the good news was the ED ruled out stroke and blood clots and stuff like that um the bad news is Potentially, one of the medications that I'm taking is causing some less than desirable um, side effects. The fact is, the side effects that it's causing, um, you know, don't alarm me. So I'm going to keep taking it and dealing dealing with these side effects. Um, but it's interesting because once you get to a point where your medical mess appear uh, dumpster fire and you're on all these medications there's a lot of things that are associated with them and there's a lot of bad things that the medications do i mean you hear about it on the tv right just for one medication you know can cause you know night driving or you know uh, hallucinations or past lives whatever you know there's eight thousand different things and and then they don't even list the very serious things and want you to go to the website to look because they know you're not going to do it um but the medication aspect is is very crazy and in my case I have to take a ton of medications which really suck and the big part of the medication cycle especially with the the war on um, narcotics now is they're going to give you every medication under the sun except if you're in chronic pain the medications that you need 
Um, so that's always been a fantastic experience. And the fact that the pain clinic here kicked me out because I had active cancer. So let's kick out the guy that has ongoing pain issues um, because he has active cancer. If it's a matter of uh, infection, you know what? I would rather risk the infection than being in massive pain all of the time because it's not living. And it's amazing to me on how the medical community, and I'm not just taking a knock at the VA, this is across the board, doesn't think that it's urgent to take care of a lot of these factors like chronic pain, you know, or um, infection issues, stuff like that. It just blows my mind the how slow that they can be on this stuff. So where does the dark side of this come in? Well, when you're dealing with chronic pain or you're dealing with chronic issues, you have a medical community that is not trying to help you expeditiously. And in fact, in many cases, taking their sweet ass time. Um, let's see, as an example, to get into the VA pain clinic, it took me almost two years. And then I finally got in for one round of spinal injections, and then they dumped me for having active cancer. And so that's been great. As a uh, response to having um, chronic spine issues, I had a spinal stimulator implanted. If you would ask me today, do I advise anyone out there that's looking at potentially getting a spinal stimulator should you get it my personal answer to that question if i was asked it right now is fuck no i would never get a spinal stimulator again because you can't find a doctor at least in the state of montana to take over the spinal stimulator um the previous pain management doctor that i had that quit the va because they don't pay their bills which was fantastic, told me I needed to have my battery changed out after five years. Well, I'm coming up on year five uh, next year. I had him for a year, so that's two, three, four, um, three to four years without having anybody to take over this. The programming doesn't work. The thing has burned me internally. That was fantastic. Um, there's just a lot with it that doesn't work so I don't, I don't even turn it on anymore i grunt through the pain because even if i turned it on it wasn't working correctly anyway um spinal stimulators are a horrible idea at least if you live in the state of montana so there's that um and again that's my only that's my my personal uh interaction with them but again i digress i apologize um this is kind of a parrot or a uh, therapy session for myself um, just to vent because it's, there's just so many stupid things going on right now that you would think that the world's largest socialized medicine uh, or hospital provider would have figured out by now, especially with input from disabled veterans. I know, gasp, why would we get input from disabled veterans? Um, but the VA is in Mon you know in Montana has been a nightmare um, in many cases. Now I don't want to say that as a blanket um, statement because there are fantastic people that work out at Fort Harrison VA. I've got some great specialists. I finally have a primary care that's been fantastic. It's just 
trying to get things done and waiting on care in the community consults. If you don't know what that is, um, if the VA doesn't have a doctor, which typically for a lot of specialties is the case, then they have to refer you out into the community. So then it goes to a secondary um, business group that makes the determination um, that you've got the referral to someone in the community then calls you up and talks to you about who to go to in the community and adds on an extra layer of bureaucracy, which is freaking stupid because originally you could have just had primary care make that decision um, in the past. And then they would just pay, you know, when you went to see the doctor that was referred that took VA essentially, but now it's got to go through that extra layer. You have to wait for your letter, yada, yada, yada. And it takes forever. So, pulling all this back around again from my personal experience is you have this shit show going on trying to get stuff done and depression man that that sneaks up on you and maybe it doesn't even openly sneak up or it doesn't sneak up on you it openly just comes up and is like hey i mean you know i'm in your face it's happening um it uh it snowballs fast and so for some reason we have to stigmatize the thought process of, um, you know, I've heard so bad for so long. Would it be such a bad thing if I went out and ended my life? Am I going to do that today? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, am I going to act on that because I'm thinking about it? Well, I haven't, but have I thought about it? You bet your ass I have. Living in chronic pain, you know, for, wow, 18 years, going on 19 years. Um, most of that not managed very well, if at all, um, is huge in itself. And then as you start having other stuff popping up and, you know, if you have a complex history, which it seems more and more people are, um, and my take on that is probably the environment, you know, environmental concerns, which I won't get into on this one, but, uh, it sucks, you know? And so I don't, you know, want to tell you that you're not alone on that. The big thing is to identify if you think that you're going to act on that, or even you start having thoughts like that, start seeking help because, you know, that's a major, major area, um, to tackle and it helps having help to face thoughts like that. Um, have I ever thought of hurting somebody else? Yeah, there's been some a-holes that have done some pretty egregious things. Um, but did I hurt them? No, you know, either let it go through the law, you know, or let karma sort it out. But did I think those things? Yeah, I think any rational human being is going to have thoughts of hurting somebody at one point or another. Um, you know, and if you're going through chronic issues, you know, potential thoughts of um, suicide or, you know, like if I were to die, I wouldn't complain type thing. It's not fair to stigmatize that because it's rational response to a really shitty situation. And, you know, like I said, the stigmatism with all of that aspect, uh, just infuriates me. It drives you in. It doesn't allow you to share personal feelings in a lot of cases. And they wonder why, the mental health field, you know, doesn't work or why these people slip through the cracks or why 22 veterans a day are taking their own lives because 
it's pretty dang hard to find someone to share those thoughts and those processes that you're going through with that you're not going to feel judged by or worried about having to have some kind of bullshit referral, you know, and then tie you up into a bunch of meaningless bullshit when you only went there just to talk something out and potentially get some help, you know, so it happens to all of us. You're not alone. If you're going through that, there are a lot of resources out there. Um, if you are thinking about acting on taking your life, like the National Suicide Hotline, and the VA has a lot of resources as well, um, you know, there's there's resources out there to use. Um, like I said, for me personally, BetterHelp was fantastic. It's just a matter of whether your insurance covers it or not, um, you know, and I had a fantastic therapist. I wish I could keep seeing through that. Um, unfortunately, I can't, so... I will document the journey through the VA process, um, which has been okay so far. I understand where they were coming from for the ED referral for, you know, potential uh, neurology things. And the good thing out of it is I have these neurological issues and I haven't seen a neurologist since 2014. So they're finally getting me a referral to a neurologist to follow up on, on several things, you know, kind of the the quick history behind that is I broke my back in the military. I had neuro damage in my left leg as a result of that. Um, it sucked bad and it's been a chronic pain issue ever since. And, you know, just not, not good. And of course, you know, it deteriorates over the years and now it's been close to 18 years and I'm going to have to pay the piper. Um, just had to see a neurologist, uh, a few days ago for potential surgery on it. And the neurologist essentially told me that it's so fucked up, they can't do anything about it right now because it's too risky um, because of the damage and, and all of that. So they're referring me to pain management. And again, I explain, I haven't been able to get pain management through the VA for years now. Um, and, you know, so they're referring me to a local pain management out on, you know, in the civilian world. So hopefully that works too, and I'll be more than happy to keep talking about that that whole process. Now, one thing, if you are a veteran and you're having these issues and you don't know this, you can go to your senator, your federal senator or representative and file a congressional complaint. And then they'll look into it and they're supposed to go on your behalf, essentially, um, and hopefully if they're they're good at their job or their staff is good at their job um get you help that you need at an expedited pace so i've gone through senator tester several times and for the most part his office has been fantastic especially probably considering he's the chairman of the veterans committee um for the va and all that stuff but uh He's been great. Um, I tried some other senator, or on, well, one other senator, um, and got absolutely nowhere with him except for some stupid form letter, you know, that said, oh, we're sorry. Uh, thanks for contacting us. Bye. Um, you know, so it's kind of hit or miss. So you, hopefully with the amount of, you know, representatives and senators your state has, you can find somebody who's got a staff that's willing to go to the mat for you. And so far, everybody that I've talked to and I've guided in that direction has had success anyway. 
Um, so don't be afraid to reach out and file a congressional complaint um, if you're not getting the care you need. Um, you know, so that's again specific to veterans. You got to fight and be your own best advocate. It sucks. It sucks so bad because I know that, you know, a lot of you are hurting. A lot of you are tired of having to fight for every piece of ground that you make in your medical journey. But it, what it comes down to is if you're not your own best advocate, things are going to fall through the cracks because not everybody can be on all of the time. You're going to encounter assholes in the in the process and in the system um, especially that don't understand trying to deal with a giant bureaucracy that doesn't work and yeah maybe your attitude isn't excellent um, but barring actually threatening or being a gigantic asshole but just venting what's going on you know um, they can be colossal assholes as a process of that and Yes, maybe they see a lot of people like that. It gets under their skin. But the other aspect of that is you need to take an understanding of what these individuals are going through and fighting through. Um, so don't be afraid to speak up for yourself is what I'm saying. Um, if you have to be bold and you have to be, you know, straightforward about what you're saying, do that. Um, just watch, you know, the profanity and don't threaten people. You don't need to threaten people. But make sure that you're stating things in a way that you're getting what you need. And if you don't get what you need, disengage and find the next level. And again, in the in the VA system, file a congressional complaint. Skip through all of that. If you've been fighting out battles, you know, for a while. And, and let them take over and see what they can get done. Also, um, all hospitals typically have a patient advocate. This depends on how good your patient advocate is. But I would suggest if you're having issues, get a hold of your patient advocate division, you know, uh, person or division or whatever the, the hospitals have and the VA have has them. And, and I know our local hospital has them. Talk to them and see what they can do. It's been about 50-50 for me. Um, we've had uh, times where, you know, they've been really great. And then we had times where they're missing in action and they really didn't do anything. Um, but... There are advocates that are supposed to be out there to help you. And and there's nothing wrong with reaching out to if you have family, friends, whoever, you know, and bring somebody with you that can help uh, fight for your medical health. Do it. You know, you can you can take control of your medical, you know, appointment and allow somebody to go in with you as a second and. If they're aggressive and they can argue on your behalf for you, then great, you know. Or even if it's just somebody that has a second pair of eyes and ears on something, do it. We're paying these people tons of money. There's no reason that they can't do their job well. There is absolutely no reason. Yes, the medical community is burnt out from COVID and all that, but that's the fault of the hospital policies. That's the fault of the administration's. Um, there's a lot of things that are at play there and there is no excuse for your health to be in jeopardy due to substandard care. And so you are in every right to proceed forward and make sure that you get the care you need. Now, again, I'm not saying being in Karen, I'm not saying, you know, 
um, be you know threatening and all of that. But I am saying be aggressive in how you proceed to get your care and follow up. Follow up with the level above if they don't give you an answer. And if the level above doesn't give you an answer, keep on going until you get to somebody who can give you an answer or get what you need. If that doesn't work, then think outside the box and try going somewhere else. But, you know, you are your best advocate. So fight for yourself and do it fiercely. Um, So I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. Um, that was probably a little more watered down than what I was planning to get into, but we're actually already at, uh, 20, almost 25 minutes as it is. So I will tackle this, um, and planning on tackling this further with some guests to talk about their own stories in the future. Um, you know, as, as this grows more and more, I'll be opening it up more and more, uh, with, guests and you know all kinds of other stuff um for right now i'm just trying to find my footing on it um you know and build up a program essentially that i hope that is a benefit to those that are listening and like i said being that we're at 104 listeners as of today hopefully you know again this is this is helping somebody out there so thank you for tuning in it is much appreciated and again i want to let you know you're you're not alone you are not alone and if you need help there's you know reach out in whatever fashion that is through the system through your friends through your families don't be afraid to ask for help i know and i'm gonna get into this even though i said i was gonna get out a lot of a lot of people feel like that they're gonna be a burden on people for asking for help but i think you're gonna be surprised that if you ask for help there's people out there that would be more than happy to do something, anything to help, especially when it comes to the cancer and saying that you have cancer, it freaks a lot of people out. But the one thing that a lot of people can immediately do is if you say, Hey, can you go with me to this appointment? Or even can you go with me to the store? Or you don't have to say why, but say, Hey, can we spend some time together and get together for lunch or dinner? You know, ask for help and be around other people. It's really easy to isolate yourself. And I know because I do it off and on, but I'm getting better about reaching out, talking to people and asking for help. And that's helping my mental health. And that's something that I can do on my own, um, you know, as a positive result to everything I'm going through. So now I'm going to shut up, I swear. Um, But uh, thank you for tuning in and I will talk to you next time. You've been listening to Running Out of Time, The Fight with Cancer. I'm Rob Hoffman, your host. Thank you again for contributing towards this broadcast, and I look forward to seeing you next time.